Hello everybody, this is the Enlightened Misanthrope, and this is my 10th episode. Probably know that, because on my episodes they're labeled. Um, sorry that this one's probably going to be late. If not late, it won't come out till next week. Um, I've really just been getting slammed by everything that's been going on. School, and now we got snow, and dogs, and I had that filling last week, and work and just fucking, you know, constant, constant shit. I mean, and granted, everybody's got a life. All that kind of shit happens to everybody. But, you know, it just seems to be harder for me to, to do what I'm supposed to. Um, I was um, going to start with something else. But um, I suppose I could start with my... Um, I was going to start with Mike McCarthy getting fired, but I suppose I don't need to do that now because I already started talking about my struggles. So I, I had uh, an exam. I was looking for my notepad. That's what I was doing. I tend to write down my topics because then it helps me remember what the hell I talked about and so I can write my descriptions online. Um, I had an exam in my class. It was, we only have, we were supposed to have four exams, we're counting the final, now we only had three, because uh, we kind of dicked the dog, apparently, I don't really know why we're only having three, but um, we got behind, that's basically the answer, and uh, it was a fucking hit job, I mean, I did a piss poor job, I wasn't super confident in the, um, in the, the, the taking of the exam, but once I got the numbers back, it was like, are you fucking see? Holy shit. Like, it was hard for me to look at. It's probably the worst I've done in a long time. And, of course, now there's like six, you know, a week and a half left in the semester or whatever. Like, tomorrow, I think we have the next week, and then we have the final. And pff, I'm fucked. I mean, I'm just fucked. There's not a fucking thing I can do at the moment other than, you know... I, I emailed my professor and I'm like, you know, can I do some extra credit? We'll see what he says. Um, uh, prospect of a meeting with him tomorrow. And um, I just, I just, it was bad. And I've been in school for a long time. Um, and when I was in high school, my last couple of years, <clears throat> I think I went to 160 whole days my sophomore year. I think I went 80 whole days my, my, um, no, not 160. I don't remember. I went, I went like, I think I went a little more than half, probably like two thirds my senior, my sophomore year. I probably went a third, not even, maybe a little more. So I wouldn't say half, probably like, I don't know, three eighths or some fucking thing. I don't really know. But I went. I went to uh, I went to about that much in my junior year, and then my senior year I think I went twenty whole days. Like I I used to my senior year I used to stroll in at like ten o'clock, um, and I couldn't ever figure out why. Most days I'd go in for lunch, and then I'd go to gym, and then I'd go home. Man, sometimes I'd stick around for study hall. Occasionally I'd go to classes that are like, okay, if you don't take this class, you're gonna fail. And my plan was I was going to take all these classes, I was going to pass all my classes, and then I was going to graduate early because I would have enough credits and I could just you know be done didn't do that i fucked off the first semester and then i had to actually show up to sit so I, I i extended my period of time there like an idiot but um it was funny because i had high school english and i had you had to take you know english every semester but i had a a course that had 
an English requirement. It was it fulfilled an English requirement too, because for whatever reason, I think it was like a. I don't know. It was in a, it was in the computer room, and I don't know how the fuck it had to do with English, but it did. And I knew I had that in my back pocket, so I did enough to pass the first half semester of senior English, and then I didn't go the rest. We, it was funny because we had a uh, like a um, what the fuck is it called? Uh, I don't know. It's it's basically like a senior. It, it was the senior project, but it's like any project you do in college where you have to, you know synthesize information and make a powerpoint and then make a presentation and all this other shit and it was funny because i did all of the work up to it really not a lot but i did enough to pass and then i had no intentions of presenting i had no i just played the game for the first semester and then i fucking ditched and never went back and i was gone every fucking day like i got i think i got like an f in that class or i don't even think it was like a non-compete so long story short when i was in I had to, I had to show up for the final couple of days, final couple of months, and I went to the teacher and I said, "Okay, what do I have to do to pass? I don't need an A. I just need to pass. I'm not not graduating." And they're like, "Okay, this and this and this and this," and so I made a deal with everybody, and I was like, oh, "Fuck, these deals aren't great, but they are. I mean, I need to pass so I can live with them." And I had this one teacher who taught shop, and he was a fucking prick, and he wasn't a bad guy. He just he thought he could push me around. He thought he could push a lot of people around, which worked, but he couldn't push me around. I mean, if any of you who listen to this don't know by now, I'm not the guy to push around. Like, I'm the guy who, um, you know, you you try to push me around, you're going to get fucked up, you know. And uh, anyway, so I... um. I had this, I remember coming down the stairs because it was on the second, the lower level was the high school office and outside the office was the principal and that teacher. And they both were talking and then he looked at me and and, um, the principal looked at me and he called me over. So I went over there and I had been doing my work and I had, I think I had like a D plus. And I don't remember, I might even had a D in itself, but I had, I had more than an F. And um, the guy looks at me and he goes, well... He said, uh, he said, the principal said, you're not going to pass. You're, you can come and walk, he said, but you're not going to get your degree. You're going to have to come back and blah, blah, blah. And I said, okay, I'm not, I mean, I'll just tell you now, I'm not going to show up. He's like, well, you should, it's for your parents. I said, do you know who my parents are? My parents aren't going to fucking want to watch me walk across the stage if they know I'm not getting a fucking diploma. Are you a fucking idiot? And so he's like, well, you know, it's your choice, blah, blah, blah. So... I think that was like three weeks before school ended. I don't remember. Two weeks maybe. I don't remember. It wasn't a long time before our last day. And the principal's office is right next to a door to go outside. So he said, all right, well, whatever you want to do. And he walked back towards his office. And I walked back towards it with him. And I took the corner and walked out the door and walked home. And that was it. I was done. Fuck you. I didn't go back. Never. And um, I think the day... The day we had to turn all our shit in, I got a call from the guidance counselor. Anyway, so she called and I said, uh, so I said, okay, well, what's this about? So I called her back and she answered and I said, okay, well, she said, uh, well, it seems like you passed. I said, I passed. She said, yeah. She said, you passed and uh, you'll be, um, you can graduate. I said, oh, okay, that's nice. That's nice. 
I'm not, uh, I don't believe you, but okay. She said, well, come in. We'll help you get your books taken care of, blah, 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 blah. So I'm like, all right. So I walked in her office and I, I sat down. I said, now, if you're full of shit and this is just some ploy to get me to do this fucking bullshit work, I said, I'm going to walk out the fucking door right now. I don't give a shit. And she said, no. She said there was some irregularities and blah, blah, blah. Well, it turns out that the guy also was the shop teacher was the yearbook teacher and we were fucking behind on the yearbook i don't think we got it out i don't think they got it out until the beginning of the year after that like we graduated and then i think in 2008 and i think we didn't get it till like 2009 like my mother picked it up for me because she she bought it for me and she's like oh merry christmas i'm like what the fuck do i want that for christmas but whatever and uh <laughs> she she brought it to me and uh we we watched um and so anyway they he needed us to finish the yearbook and he needed everybody on board and i was gone and he knew i was gone and so he tried to get me to make a deal where he would pass me if uh if i would come in in the summertime and this was after he had already fucked me over and he took all the grades out to try to make it so i didn't pass so i had to come back in the summer and my mother who works in the school was monitoring my grades and so she found out about it she said well she said, I looked at your grades and apparently she caused all kinds of hell for the two weeks that I was gone and threatened to sue people and all kinds of shit. And I have no, I had no idea. I just stayed home. I didn't talk to anybody. I wanted nothing to do. I think I like hung out with her boyfriend on the weekends and like went to his place and drove around and like, he was like, you should really go back to school. I'm like, yeah, and you should shut the fuck up because I'm not going back. You know, I didn't say that, but I was just like, yeah, whatever. And, um, it was funny because he he's like, well, you have your mommy for it, your battles for you. And this is the first class I have with him because I had shop and then I had yearbook. So then I have yearbook later on in the day and the fucking guy's going to sit there and he's going to try to talk me into coming back. And he's like, well, you know, I can make it hard for you if you don't do this. And, you know, I got some sway around here. The guy had been there for, I think, a year and a half. Not even. I think that was his first year. I don't remember. But he's acting like he's going to make it tough for me. I'm like, dude, first of all, I don't want a fucking job in this shitty ass town. And secondarily, I don't, you have no say of anything. You don't know anybody. He came from somewhere else. He wasn't born there. Like that's an inbred fucking place in the sense that like, if you are born there, you know, people, if you're not, they want nothing to do with you. And so I walked out and he's like, oh, you shake my hand. I'm like, fuck you. He already tried to fuck me once. And you think you're going to fuck me again and tell me, well, I could make it so you don't pass. I was like, no, you can't. I already passed. I know I did. And so I walked out. And my, one of my buddies was in the class with me. And he's like, you have no intention of coming back to you. I'm like, no, fuck that dude. He tried to fuck me like three times now. Fuck him. And he's like, yeah, I don't blame you. He's like, but I'm just surprised he's stupid enough to believe that you're going to come back. I was like, well, I said to him, he already knows that he lost. So he's trying to bargain with me from a position of a loss and thinking that he's going to win. I, he's a fucking idiot. But anyway, all of that is to say that my last year in high school was fairly tumultuous. I and mean, like I said, I went 20 whole days, like the entire morning till nighttime of going to school. And uh, it was funny because then when I went to college my first year, I thought, all right, man, I'm going to – and I sat in the, the introductory freshman class. I went to a two-year, you know, not too far away from my house and and um, in, in the university system. And they're like, oh, yeah, well, if you want to take a full course load, that's 15 credits. It's not just 12. Don't let them make it blah, blah, blah. And so I took 15 and I took a lot of classes in the morning. I was like, I'm going to change my ways. I'm going to do better. I went – I think like three times in the first two weeks and then I never went back ever again. 
And I didn't know about dropping. I didn't know about withdrawing. I didn't know about any of that. I didn't know that I could keep my um, that I could keep my my eligibility and like my you know I, I my acceptance into the school because I had bad you know I had a bad transcript. But I didn't realize that a two year old take anybody that has a check. You fucking moron. Like if I could talk to myself back then and be like, dude, just drop, just drop them. You'll be fine. You can get your mother's money back. Um, but I didn't. And so I got five fucking Fs on my record. Now, one of them was a remedial math class, so it didn't really count. So I had four Fs on my record, essentially a full boat for a student for financial aid. So then I spent the next two semesters fucking lying to my mother because I lied the entire time. I was working at this time. I didn't make a, I mean, I made decent money, but I spent, I mean, I was, and I was fat. I was out of, I was just coming out of high school. I was fucked up. I mean, and not just a little bit fucked up. I mean, I was a lot fucked up and I don't do drugs. I don't drink, but I eat, I eat my emotions and my feelings away. So it was, you know, it wasn't a, a far cry for me to, um, to, uh, you know, throw myself Throw myself at at the um, at the mercy of Taco Bell or Burger King or something like that, you know. And uh, I I just I remember I used to go to Subway and they had the two for eight deal and I'd get that, but I'd stop at the grocery store before I went to Subway and I'd get either a can of chunky soup or um, or uh, um, Velveeta. Or craft the ones with the bags, not the not the dried stuff, but the 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 really bad for you stuff, cheese, and uh, macaroni and cheese, and I would make that, and then I would eat that, either eat all of it or three quarters of it, and I would eat at least a whole sub, if not a sub and a half, and that was, and then I'd go to sleep, <laughs> of course, because I'm I, pff, carb overload, right? I wasn't really on sweets. Oh well, that's not true because I drank pff, probably four sodas in that you know in that meal. I mean, I just, I fucking kicked my own ass. I remember when I was in high school and I tried to play football. And I worked out three times a day. I was up there. I was in decent shape for the fact that I ate like dick. I mean, I ate, I drank Mountain Dew every time I turned. Had I eaten even, had I cut out Mountain Dew and like just some the, the stuff that I don't eat now, I would have been fucking ripped like unbelievably so, which pisses me off because I just, I... I've struggled with weight all of my life only for the fact that I'm an idiot. And that, that is simply the fact. I didn't realize what I was doing. And I also have, uh, have an unhealthy relationship with food. That's why I choose to stay away from addictive substances because I know given my um, predilection for the food addiction, I would be insanely addicted to alcohol or, or gambling. I mean, I don't think gambling so much because I'm a fucking you know, cheap asshole. So, but I, I don't honestly, like if I don't have money, I know how to be poor. So it's not a huge deal, but I'd be a, I'd be a junkie. I'd be all kinds of stuff. I'd be, you know, there was a, there was a lot of concern <laughs> later on when I was transferring from my two year school, I was going to go to UW Madison and that didn't work out, but she, my mom wanted to go with me and she was going to get a new job down in Madison and we were going to live in a house outside of town and, and I was just going to drive in, go to class, come home, drive in, go to class, come home. And she was real insistent. Like I told her, you don't have to go. I can go by myself. I, you know, they got housing, they got stuff, you know, we can figure it out. I can get an apartment, whatever we can figure it out. She was going to pay for it anyway. And 
she was going to have to buy a new house and do all this other shit. And then we have my grandmother to worry about. And then while well, then my grandmother died and all that went down the shitter. But the point being is that um, a couple months ago we were talking about it and she finally said, I said, yeah, and you were up my ass about going. And she was having trouble with her boyfriend. So it was a good way to get rid of that. And the other part was, which was unknown to me at the time until, you know, a couple months ago, was she said, well, yeah, I wanted to go down there with you because I didn't think you were going to adjust very well. I said, what the fuck are you talking about? I don't, you know. She said, well, not so much that you wouldn't be able to do it or take care of yourself or whatever. She said, you were really good at that. You still are. She said, but the thing being is that, you know, you would hate it. You would hate everybody there. And I did not like most of the people when I was there. I went and visited. That was in the weekend that my grand. well, a month before my grandmother died, I had I had gone down to visit and that was that was the point. I went down to see their wares and, you know, check out their school and see, well, does it work for me or not? And I was impressed. I was going to go. But I hated everybody there. I hated everybody I ran into. The stores were expensive as fuck. Everything was dumb. Like, I was just like, Jesus Christ, you fucking assholes live here? Why? Now, Madison's not a bad place. It's just not designed for me. I'm a, you know, I'm an up north kid. I guess I'm going to stay that way, you know, and, and it's going to probably impact my life in ways that I'm not really going to register, but it is what it is. I'm not, you know, I don't really see the need for all of those trappings, you know, and she said, well, you know, and, and she was afraid that I was going <laughs> to fucking burn the school down and like just go up there and cause fucking trouble and create groups and, you know, just you know, run, run shit in a bad way, because I would just, once I got pissed off, I would just try to fuck people up, you know, and not, you know, not exactly in a physical sense, but emotionally, you know, go around and start trouble on campus and stuff and, you know, protest shit and all kinds of things. Get the, what did she say? Get the disenfranchised to follow me and then direct them to do shit that I thought was, uh, that uh, to do, to take care of shit that pisses me off. And so she wanted to come down to fucking referee and make sure I didn't do that, which I thought was fucking hilarious because, you know, I never had considered that. But, you know, it possibly could have happened. I was I mean, I was an angry individual. I still am not as bad as I was then. Um, it dissipates as you get older. Anybody who's aged as an angry person knows it's still there. But the it's harder to get angry because it takes so much out of you and afterwards you're just like fuck this i'm tired leave me alone but i i, I just the exam bothers me because i've been in school for 10 years uh, ostensibly i mean not you know full full tilt i probably took i mean i took at least two years off if not more um and i had to i mean i had to teach myself how to go back to school I hadn't gone to school since middle school. I mean, honestly, I hadn't, you know, where you had the structure and you had to do this and you had, I mean, when I was in school and when I was in, you know, uh, high school, my thing was we had until the end of the semester to do all the work. I wouldn't do anything until the end of the semester. And then I would do all my work in the first, in the last three days before the semester ended. And my mother always talks about how I had one English teacher who's like, I'm just amazed at the amount. She liked it because she wanted to see how much work I would turn in. I wouldn't do everything because I wouldn't get to everything, but I would do probably 85% of it. Some of it I didn't care about. And it was like if it was worth five points, I'm not wasting my time with that. But if it's worth 35 points and, you know, it's just a worksheet, well, fuck it, I'll do it, you know. And so you get 10 points off. Okay, I still got 25 points because I, I got good scores. I just, fuck you, I'm not doing your fucking shit when you want me to. And now the problem with all of that is that I'm at an age where 
I'm starting to slip, you know? And the other thing is, is I'm not so much slipping. I just don't fucking care anymore. You know, that's the biggest problem. I sit in class and all I do is fuck on my computer. I fuck around on my computer for hours. And part of that is that I don't care. The other part is that I drive too much. I hate the fucking car and I have to drive over an hour to get, get to school. And so once I get to school, I need to decompress. I don't need to listen to you talk. I, you know, I was watching the episode of the South Park with the Buddha box and the anxiety and where the guy has to, I mean, honestly, one of those would be perfect for me. Once I got to school, I could just put on that box and ignore everybody. And that's what I do with my computer. It's not my phone, but, um, cause I hate phones are too small and I don't like them and I'd rather have an actual keyboard. And there's like a hundred reasons why I'm not as obsessed with my phone as everybody else. But, um, you know, it's just one of those things where that that score rattled me. I mean, I've never had a bad score like that in a really long time. And granted, that's a class that I'm not that interested in. It's a teacher that I don't really think is that good of a teacher. And there's, you know, there's half a dozen other things to be considered. Oops, I think I got this pointed the wrong way. Do I have it pointed the wrong way or not? Or is it here? Oh, it's there. Okay. Um, but I mean, you know, I just, wow, that's way loud. I just, I just think that, um, overall, you know, as a, as a person, as we get older, you know, you, it's, you don't learn as much. It's harder for you to go to school and pay attention. I mean, I this fucking podcast, all it all it requires is me to sit down for an hour, you know, and, you know, just blather. I don't have to do anything else but sit here and talk. And I can't manage. I couldn't manage to do it. I just can't. I just can't. I've, I've been cleaning up my house. I've had to snowblow the driveway. My snowblower leaked all its fucking fuel all over my garage for whatever fucking reason you know my girlfriend uh, stayed she didn't have to go to work till noon so then she went grocery shopping with me today so you know we're looking at i got 20 more minutes to record this before i have to pause and go pick her up and then i'll pick it up later but it's like i don't fucking have i don't have time for all this shit and then i got two projects to and then last week when i had that fucking exam I had that exam, I had two projects to do, and then my dad called me on Tuesday and wanted me to work on Saturday, and for like fucking six hours, and the project, one of my projects was due on Monday, and I hadn't done anything of it, and I was going to do it that weekend. Well, if I go to work on Saturday, I'm going to do a fucking thing for the rest of Saturday, and it's going to take me Sunday to recover, and the project's due on, on, well, I said it was on Monday. I thought, I honestly didn't know when it was due, it was due on Tuesday, so I I possibly could have got it done, but I just... I'm not fucking, fuck you. I don't want to do all that shit. And I had all that on my mind. And then I fucking take that exam and I'm just like, I stayed there. I was there an hour extra than everybody else. Like class gets over 315. I didn't get done until four. He was nice enough to sit there with me. But I just, I fucking fucked it up. I mean, I fucked it up. So now I got to go and grovel and try to get some points and and do some shit to, to, uh, if I got to do some extra work, you know, write a paper, whatever the fuck it is, I don't give a shit. I'll write a paper. Have give me give me a project because we were supposed to do a team project. Give me a paper to write. I will write a paper. I'm writing a paper on Sears. Would you you know you can read that for extra credit. I just I don't know. I just 
I just, it threw me off. And being in college for 10 years, not 10, it's more like eight, but ostensibly, I mean, I had to relearn how to go to school in college. Now, granted, I went to a two-year school, which is just an extension of high school. It took me a while to learn that, but I'm also lazy. I don't like school. I never have because it wasn't challenging. Now it's sort of challenging, but it's not challenging in a way like they're not teaching me stuff that I give a shit about. He's talking about investments and he's talking about dividends. He's talking about this. I don't really need to know all that stuff. I mean, I will at some point, but I'd rather get paid to know it. You know what I mean? And I know I should know it. I know I should pay attention. I know I should know what the fuck is going on. And I just, this semester has been bad. And this is the first semester. Like I, I hadn't worked fairly regularly for a really long time. And um, I don't work fairly regularly, but this summer I worked a lot. Like last last uh, spring, my dad asked me to come and help him. And I don't really get paid, but I work, you know. And so he calls me and once every so often I got to go up there and help him and do this and do that. And I had to go up there on, you know, I went up there four days a week last semester. Well, that was a fucking stupid idea. And then during the summer, I was there all the time for the first two months until I finally said in June, I, July, I was like, I'm done. I'm not, you know, because I'd say, well, what? I can't work this much. And I can't because I get burnt out. I'm not. I mean, I'm just not one of those people who can, um, you know, who can who can put all that energy into that shit because I don't think I'm built for it, you know. It's it's not one of them. It's not a quality that I have. It's it's just something that uh, I don't. I'm not necessarily built for. And you know, like I was talking to my girlfriend, and she was saying, "Well, you know, we, we had some issues, you know." And she's like, "Well, I I need to be needed," and she didn't think that I needed her. And she said, "You know, she likes the dogs that we have now because without them, they'll without her, they'll die, you know." And so, for me, you know, she feels like she could leave and I'd be fine. Well, of course, because I'm adaptable, but it doesn't mean that I don't need her. I said to her, "Do you really think I can go to work forty hours a week minimum?" I said, "Do you honestly think right now that I'm able to do that? That I'm able to go to a job that I don't like, spend that much time there, and not quit after two weeks?" <laughs> and she's like, "Well, no." I'm like. You do that. You help out a lot by doing that. And I need you for that reason. Because without you, I can't... I mean, could I do it for a while if I worked at my dad's place? Yeah. Would I like to? Fuck no. <laughs> I hate that place. I mean, it sucks. Being a short order cook's terrible. I mean, it's not terrible, like the job's not terrible, but, you know, being a short order cook in that kind of place is just, I hate bars. I hate bars. I mean, I don't hate them in the sense, but I hate drunk people and I hate stupid drunk people. And that area where his bar is, is that's just what's there. And it's, I mean, it's not a bad thing. I mean, those they aren't bad people. It's just not for me. And so I have to sit there and pretend that I like these people because they're paying me essentially. Well, you know what? I don't like you and I'm not so it's funny like my dad always bitches because I don't you know I don't serve drinks I don't help out you know I sit by even when I'm not busy I sit by the fucking stove and I don't do a fucking thing because I, first of all I don't know the first thing about mixing drinks I, and I don't want to learn and my dad's you know he's like well you could come fucking crack a beer you know how to do that I'm like no I don't want to do that either I said, because you know what I like less than customer service? Drunk customer service. And I don't want to do that. 
And he, he just, he's so mad about that. But I don't fucking care because you know what? Fuck this shit. Fuck these people and fuck their bullshit. People are fucking stupid and they're assholes. And it's gotten worse now. You know, my mother and I talk about customer service a lot. And how customer service has completely gone from the country to a large degree. I mean, you call any place and you try to get somebody on the phone, you get sent to some fucking call bank somewhere, whether it's in this country or not, and they just don't give a flying fuck because it's some shitty job that they have for 10 bucks an hour and they have to try to solve your stupid problems and they get so many old people who call that just are like, I don't know how it works. Did you turn it on? No. You know, they get calls like that, so they're burnt out. Like, they, they maybe when they start, they're, like, eager to help people, possibly. But most of the time, it's just a fucking job, and then you get burnt out after about 10 minutes because you're dealing with idiots most of the time, and dicks. But the customers now are horrible. I mean, people are just horrible. They come in, especially bars. Like, I remember when I used to go to bars years, and not that long ago. And people were fairly decent. I mean, they didn't get fucking trashed and act like dick shit, dick heads to the people who cooked. And, you know, we're, we have an open kitchen, which is a terrible idea. If you have a place or if you're buying a bar with food or if you're, like, going to design a place to build and you're listening to me, don't have an open kitchen. I don't give a fuck if that's the norm now where people, oh, I want to see what's going on back there. No, fuck you. Eat your food and shut the fuck up. Like, that's how I feel. Like, that was the food I got as a kid when I was a child. Like, my parents served me food. Eat your food and shut the fuck up. That was the, that was the thing, you know? And now everybody's like, well, I got your book. And then they want this and they want that and they got to have, and they can't just, like, there's mostly burgers at that bar, but they got to have a burger and it's got to be raw, you know, uh, rare and all. There's, it doesn't say on the fucking menu can be done to medium well or whatever, you know, rare. Yeah, fuck you. Fuck you. That is not my job. Like, I cook it until it's cooked and then you get it. Like, I'm not fucking, and I just hate that. And I know it makes me an asshole, but I don't care. Because you know what? I, I mean, in certain respects, the customer is always right. But in certain other respects, the customer is a dick. And when it comes to food service, customers are dicks. They're dicks. You know, if you really want your food done a certain fucking way, go home and cook it yourself. Or, if you're too lazy to do dishes and cook your own food, then fucking go to a restaurant and eat what you fucking get. That was the, that was, that, that was the attitude that used to be at my dad's place. And now, since he's um, removed himself somewhat, now there's less of that. And I don't like that so much because, you know, at the end of the day, for me, I don't want to, I fuck these customers, fuck them. Most of them are drunk assholes who just say shit to be dicks. And, like, Friday Night Fish isn't bad, but when people come in, like, when you go out for Friday Night Fish Fry, right, most, 90% of the menu, like, I, if it was me, I would take everything else off the menu. We're only making fish. You know, we'll have fish sandwiches. We'll have a couple different things for kids. There's apps, but that's it. There are no burgers. We're not making burgers. We're not making pizzas. We don't make anything but fish. There are many fish options like shrimp and pollock and walleye and, um, oh, what the fuck is that called? Not schmelt. Uh, there's haddock, but that ain't what I'm thinking of. It's that tiny little one. Yeah. I don't know what it's called, but it's, it's something small. It's not smelt, but it's like that. And, um, 
those there's those many options for that there's like four different options for sides you get a piece of bread and you get coleslaw like that's what you should come for if you don't want fish i guess you're at the wrong place you can have a fish sandwich we'll make you know we'll we'll deep fry you a couple pieces of haddock and throw it on a bun but that's what you get on fridays is fish and there are appetizers so if you choose not to have fish you can have a couple you can have an appetizer platter thing you know that's what I would do. There wouldn't be any of this other fucking bullshit. We're not, you know, there are no burgers available. You can have a salad. We'll make you a salad, like a side salad, but that's it. I'm not making you a fish salad. I'm not, you know, I just hate everybody. They're they're just, I mean, when you come in on a fish fry Friday, and for those of you who don't know, who don't live in Wisconsin, if you're listening to this, on Friday nights, most people go to restaurants and they get deep fried fish. It's kind of like a thing you do. It's a traditional thing. People seem to like it. I don't necessarily ascribe to it, but for years I used to. You know, it was a it was a thing. My mom and I would go out for fish on Friday when I lived with her. My dad and I would stop at a restaurant when he'd come pick me up from school on Friday for fish, and you know it was it was kind of a thing you do. I don't want to eat fried food anymore, so I don't really eat deep fried fish. Now I'll take some fish home from work. Like I'll cook up a couple of things a walleye or I'll you know do a little this or my girlfriend will be like can you bring some fish home and I'll bring some fish home but overall I don't want to you know and um I just I'm just not interested and uh so a lot of people on Friday nights will go out for fish and they do it all year round and it I mean it's not bad you know I make decent money or whatever but it's not very interesting you know and so for me, I I can't work doing that fucking full time. Like I just I couldn't do that. And so my girlfriend thinking that she's not needed, that's just nonsense. And so me going to work and doing all that stuff and then trying to go to school and then still going to work. Like I didn't get a break. And I know a lot of you who have full time jobs and have to work all the time and don't have anybody who helps you. You know, you're like, oh, you poor fucking baby. Well, I'm not saying I'm not asking for your sympathy. I'm just explaining my situation. Why? you know, I think I did poorly is because I, I haven't had this much responsibility in fucking almost my entire life. I mean, I've had doses of responsibility, but it would come, it'd be for a while and then go away. Like when my grandmother passed, I, you know, my dad asked me if I'd go and help my aunt, you know, and spend time down there and help her take care of my grandmother. Well, did I, could I have said no? Absolutely. Did I want to say no? No, because I knew uh, my dad should have done it. Too much of an ass. Well, not an ass, but he's a pussy. He can't deal with that stuff. So I knew that my uh, my aunt, my uncle, and my cousin were going to ha- be affected by that. And so I figured, well, I should go and help, you know. And and it should have been my dad because it was his mother and it was his job. But he he was like, oh, I got to work. I got to work. He didn't have to work. His, his business partner told him he could take the time, but he didn't want to because he didn't want to watch that. And I don't blame him because it was hard to watch. It was it was a hard situation. It wasn't as hard for me because I was pretty much at peace with it before she had left. Um, she had lived with my dad, and then when she went to Texas, that was kind of our goodbye. And I I was I, I didn't really see her. I hadn't, I hadn't seen her in years, you know. I think she was gone, well, probably four years, something like that. And she was gone, and that was it. And it was almost like she had already passed by the time I saw her again. And then it was nice to see her, but it was saddening that you that I saw her in that state. But she was, she was still herself, and it was you know, we had we spent some time together. And and then when I went home from 
where she was. And she was going back to Texas. The last time I saw her, I I said goodbye and that was it. And I knew that that was my final goodbye. And and I was okay with the way I left it. I mean, were there was there some time that went by that I could have done some things differently and we could have we could have spent. Um, could there have been more moments and whatever? Yeah, but for a lot of my early adulthood and my childhood, I spent it with my grandparents. I really did. I mean, I spent more time with my grandparents probably than I did with my parents, you know, and especially when I was a little kid. And then when I went with my, when, when we were at my dad's, like, then my grandmother lived with my dad. So every time I went by my dad's, I saw her too, you know, and then I'd go see my other grandmother, you know, because my mom would come pick me up and she'd be like, well, we got to go over see grandma. And it's like, you know, and at the time I resented that, but, and you think about it now and, even though I was a prick and I acted like a jerk off, it was worthwhile because it made, you know, it, it made their passing a little easier because I didn't feel it, it made. I got. I don't like saying passing because what are they passing? You know, it that's stupid. It made their deaths easier because I, uh, when when they finally did die, I didn't feel like I hadn't seen them. I didn't feel like I hadn't spent enough time with them. I didn't feel like, I didn't feel like I let the side down, you know, like, especially with my, with my other grandmother, you know, the one died suddenly, you know, she went to sleep. She had leukemia, but she was doing okay. And she was on some new medicine and, and, and her test results were coming back positive, but she, I mean, the house that I'm in now, she, well, she laid down probably five feet away, six feet away from where I'm sitting currently on the floor. And she had an aneurysm, they assume, and because they never did an autopsy and her, that was it. She was dead. And um, it was funny because um, when they found her, they said, oh, she must have gotten sick or whatever. I said, no, she liked to sleep there for whatever reason. She liked to sleep in that certain spot in between the kitchen and the living room and I remember making Thanksgiving the year before and I was clanging around pans and pots and stuff and, and she said, I'm tired. I'm going to go lay down. I said, okay. And she comes back with a blanket and she lays and she, and she's 85 years old and she's laying on the fucking floor. I said, what are you doing? Go lay in bed. She said, I don't want to lay in bed. I want to lay here. I said, why? She said, because I like to lay here. Now just leave me alone. And I'm like, okay, fine. I'll back off. But you know, when she died, that was kind of an abrupt stop. Like the merry-go-round stopped in the middle and kaboom, you know, we went. My other grandmother, uh, when she died, it was an entirely different situation. Like I said, I had to go and stay down there and, and help my, uh, you know, help my aunt and my uncle and my cousin, you know, with the stuff that was going on. And I, I wasn't a super, a lot of help because like, there's a lot that I would do, but I'll give my aunt credit, the bathroom stuff. She did all that. I had, I, I ugh, that kind of, no, I'll hire a nurse, but you know, and they'll come and clean you up, you know, if something happens, but. I can watch, you know, and if, if you're not doing well or you need somebody to talk to or you're hungry or, you know, that kind of stuff. I can do that even though, you know, I know we're, we're, we're slowly or fairly quickly going towards one end. I still know that, um, that I can, uh, I'm, I'm more than willing to do that. So in that way, when, when she passed, I had felt like, you know, I, I had those moments and I, and I, and I helped her out and I, and I did, I did what was, I did what was required. I didn't feel like my dad did. And, um, I don't know if that eats at him or it bothers him. Um, it would bother me if, um, if somebody passed and I, you know, I, I just shoved the responsibility onto someone else, you know, my siblings or my, my children or whatever. I was like, I, I, I'm not dealing with that. 
I mean, when my parents get like, like I've done that for my dad. My dad's had multiple heart attacks. He had surgery one time and, you know, there was a time where he, um, my grandmother, the one that passed that I took care of was staying with him and it was Mother's Day and I subsequently lost my job because I had asked for Mother's Day off. I thought I got it off. The schedule came out. I didn't have it off. So I called in sick. Um, They wanted me to get a doctor's note. So I was going to make something up and go from there. But what had happened was, in reality, I went to Mother's Day with my mother and her mother and my mother's boyfriend, who was a douche the entire time. And then my other grandmother was staying with my dad. So I told my mom, I said, well, I'm going to run over there. I had taken my truck. I said, I'm going to run over there and uh, I'm going to go see you and, and say, you know, Happy Mother's Day. I get there and I knock on the door and my grandmother was well into her 80s at this point. She was probably, she's like four feet tall and she wakes and she opens the door and she's white like a goddamn ghost and she's like, oh, thank God you're here. I said, what? She said, you're, there's something wrong with your father. He won't go to the doctor. He won't listen to me and I don't know what to do. And like, she rarely was ever rattled in my entire life, but she was like rattled to the fucking bone. I said, okay, let me let me see what's going on. So I walked in the door and I was I think I was fucking 19, 20 years old at this time. And here's here's this 80 year old woman asking this 20 year old to take care of the the guy who's in the middle, who's had multiple. He had quadruple bypass surgery at like 40 years old. He had two heart attacks after that. The fucking guy knew what was going on, but he, he refused to do what he was supposed to. So I sat down. And we had conversation, you know, and I said, oh, how you doing, you know, and then dad comes in and he's talking to me and I'm like, so what the fuck's this I hear about? There's something wrong with you. And he said, what do you mean? I said, well, you know, you got her scared half to death and she said that there's something wrong with you and you won't go to the doctor. He's like, I don't know. I ate this thing and I was pushing the more and blah, blah, blah. And he's describing like his jaw hurts and his back hurts and his shoulders hurt and his neck hurts and his arm hurts and all this. Stuff. And basically, if you like looked up the pre uh, precursors of a heart attack, that motherfucker had all of them. So I said to him, I said, okay, everything you're saying is precursors of a heart attack or, you know, symptoms of a heart attack. You are going to the fucking hospital. He's like, I'm not going to fucking hospital. Fuck you. I'm like, yes, you are. If I have to fucking call the ambulance, you are going to the hospital. He said, well, give me an hour and let's see. So he, and he's, there's obviously something wrong with him. He's pale. He's, you know, he's got labored breathing. And I'm like, okay. So we sat and we talked to, I I talked to my grandmother for a while and, you know, we're making conversation because she asked me how school was going same shit that everybody asks me now you know this is fucking nine years later but um anyway so he looks at me and i finally you know i finally get up and i said okay so what are we doing he said yeah i think i need to go to the hospital so i load his fat ass in the car in his truck i load my grandmother in the car in the truck you know she's she's eight she's four feet tall and that fucking truck's like eight foot in the air so we got to try to you know put her in there at, at damn near 90 years old and uh, I put her in there, and so we go to the hospital. Well, it turns out asshole had a heart attack. Oh, of course he did. So they admit him to the hospital, and they do a cath through his leg. They put, a, I think they put two cents in, something like that. Well, in the meantime, I have to take care of now my 80-some-year-old grandmother, who I'm deathly afraid is going to wind up dead in the meantime. But dad's like, here's my wallet. 
take the truck, blah, blah, blah. And the, the weird, the, the part of it that bothers me to this day, I had to wear his clothes because I had no clothes. I had come with no clothes. I had nothing. I, and I washed my clothes and wore them again. But in the meantime, I'm not running around naked. You know, I needed new underwear. I needed all kinds of stuff. So I was wearing, I had a pair, luckily, of, I had some clothes left over from when I stayed there on a fairly regular basis. So I had underwear, but none of the shirts fit. I was a lot fatter than that. And so I'm sitting there and I'm digging, you know, I'm wearing his shirt. And then I went outside and yeah, I was like, well, he was working on this and this was happening. So I went outside and I did, I was doing his work and I had his wallet. I had his clothes on. I was driving his truck and I'm like, if he dies and I have to just take over his life and I'm taking care of my grandmother, you know, and I'm taking care of his house, I'm, I'm putting in wood, I'm doing it. And I'm like, if he dies and I have to take over his life, this is going to be fucking terrible. Oh my God, please, for God's sakes, get better. And I wasn't concerned about him getting better because he's, I mean, he's had a lot of bad shit happen to him, but he's hes come out of it pretty good. But it was just the weirdest sensation. I mean, I don't know if any of you have ever had anything similar, but, you know, they're in, they've had a heart attack, which is rather a serious event. And he's in the hospital after having major surgery and I'm wearing his clothes and basically becoming him. Like I'm living his life. And it's like... Oh, my God, next they're going to call me from his job and make me go work there. And so I um, I stopped. I, I took my grandmother back, and, and finally he got better. So then I had to – but I had to stay there for like three weeks, and I subsequently lost my job because they're like, well, you know, and they dicked me around for a while. Well, we don't know what we're going to do with you yet. And finally I just quit, which is what I wanted to do anyway, but my mother wouldn't let me because you have to have a job. I don't have to have that fucking job. But – you know, it's just, it's one of those things where I've had a lot of bad things happen to me. You know, I've had to take care of people and, and I, I've stepped up, you know, and I don't know if that bothers my dad or not, but I don't really know what else to do in those moments. You know, somebody, somebody goes down and, you know, I don't, you know, other people, I'm not, you know, I, I, I my life is designed so if people need help, they can send up the bat signal and I'll show up. But if I were to become more busy and all that shit, that would all have to stop because I can't I can't do everything for everybody if I'm doing all the stuff I need to do on top of it. You know what I mean? If that makes sense to anybody, like I'm I'm accomplishing all the things I need to accomplish, so I have no time to do anything else. And it's really a sad situation, but in that like right now, I, I like to go see my cousin. I used to stay there for a month, but I have my girlfriend, I have the house, I have all this shit. I can't go down there. I can't spend as much time down there as I'd like. It's disappointing, but it's just how it goes. I don't, I don't know what I'm supposed to do about it. You know, they live a couple hours, you know, more than a couple hours away, and I need to be able to, you know, if I'm gonna drive that far, I need to stay for a while. Well, the place that I live in now ain't set up for that, so I don't know. It's just one of those deals where. Life comes at you fast, and the older you get, the faster it comes. I mean, it came at me fast from when I was young, but I'm just, I don't know. That that test score rattled the shit out of me. I either got to get my shit together or I got to quit, or I don't really know. I I've I feel like I should do more. Like, I'm planning to do more, but I'm not being successful in what I need to do. <laughs> That's the saddest part. Like, I have no clue. I have no clue what I'm supposed to do, and... um that really makes me the saddest because I like making the plan, but I just don't want to put the work in. 
I really don't. Like I like to say, okay, I'm going to do this then, and I'm going to do this then, and I'm going to do this then, and then I'm going to be done. No, you're not because you're not going to get good grades. You're going to have bad fucking GPA because you can't get decent grades. I don't know. I don't know. It's it's just, you know, it's one of those things. I'm, like I decided to do the MBA program and all that other stuff, and that's why the GPA is important, but I can't. I can't decide whether or not I want to do that or if I, I just, I don't know. This has been a hard week, you know, holidays, fucking daylight for like six minutes old week, you know, it's just, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm slogging through it, but I ain't very happy at the moment. And, you know, I used to be happy. I feel like during the holidays, I don't know. People who know me better probably would say probably not, but I don't know. Um, anyway, so I, I went and, and uh, did my second time I paused tonight. Um, I'm probably going to get off this depressing-ass subject, and I'm going to talk about something more interesting, hopefully. Um, I bitched quite a bit about Mike McCarthy and how I wanted him fired, and they finally fired the fat asshole, which is good. However, they lost to the Cardinals, so now my, like, level of giving a shit about the Packers has completely dissipated. Like, I don't care at all. You're 4-7-1, and one, I think, right now. Fuck you. They might be 4-8-1. and one. I don't even know. They might have been 4-7-1 and one when they lost. I don't know. I just know that um, <laughs> it's just a bad fucking time to be a Packer fan. Uh, it's good because McCarthy's gone. However, now they're talking about uh, Joe Philbin might actually be a fucking co- oh, that guy just he's just a skinny big bigger nosed version of McCarthy I mean he just is terrible I don't he was with the Dolphins he wasn't very good there either so um I'm sorry but you gotta do something else and then Winston Moss came out with a te- with a tweet about how whoever that next head coach is needs to hold everybody accountable basically 12 and above and it's like he was talking basically about Rogers and then he got fired <laughs> it's like that same day which the funniest part about that is, is that he got fired because, you know, the guy, what he said wasn't untrue, you know. What he said was, I mean, he was an ex-football player. Winston Moss was a linebacker. Those guys are usually a little, you know, intense. Um, and so he said something like that. Shocking, not really. But the fact that he got fired is kind of funny. Um, I'd like to see him hire a defensive guy. I'd like to see him hire a defensive guy with an offensive thing. And then I saw Brady Quinn on CBS Sports talking about how uh, they should try to trade for Sean McVay. What a fucking... Like, why are people so stupid? Granted, sports isn't, you know, a... um, I don't know. It doesn't attract Rhodes Scholars, except like Myron Roll, who couldn't play football because he was a Rhodes Scholar, supposedly even though he was a fairly high recruit and before he went to the road scholar, he played pretty well. Um, but they just they didn't want anything to do with him. He's too smart. Okay, well, fine. So the dumb guys play football. Well, Brady Quinn is the, you know, quintessential dumb guy. I mean, his arms, he was more concerned about his bicep size 
than he was about his ability to throw downfield because they said that his biceps were too big and it was causing issues with his throwing motion. Whether that's true or not, if that's even moderately the case and then you're doing commercials for like muscle stuff, I mean, you're a fucking imbecile. But anyway, so his grand plan is to uh, is to trade Sean McVay to the Packers. Why? I, I mean, Goff is young, doesn't make a lot of money. They have Todd Gurley. Granted, their defense is going to get decimated next year, but they still have Aaron Donald. Um, the Packers have nothing of the sort. I mean, they have Devontae Adams. Aaron Jones, they're finally giving him the ball, and people are like, oh, Aaron Jones, he's really good. I'm like, yeah, Aaron Jones has been good for two years. I've known that. If you're a Packer fan, you fucking know that. The only person who didn't know it was the guy who called fucking plays because he's an asshole. I just, I hate fucking McCarthy. I just, I'm glad he's gone. But at this point, I don't care anymore because it's over. I mean, the season's over as far as I'm concerned. Like, they might squeak something out here. But, excuse me. It's not, it's not important anymore. You know, it's, it's a dumb, stupid, you know, worthless thing. And we're not, you know, we as, we as fans aren't going to, you know, see anything spectacular they're not gonna like make a run and win the super bowl it's not gonna happen they just don't have the horses for it but i just think that you know they went from a guy named mike to a guy named joe well they're gonna get a mike and joe offense because they need they need like and that the candidates i saw were a bunch of guys who were on mcveigh's tree and everybody's like oh you gotta hire this guy you gotta hire that guy john d filippo and fucking zach taylor and a bunch of dudes you've never fucking heard of in your entire life and granted Good football coaches aren't good football coaches until they're given a chance. But let's get somebody who is a little more staff. I mean, Eric Bieniemy was another. He's been offensive coordinator there for five minutes with Patrick Mahomes. It doesn't mean he's good at offense. It just means that he has Patrick Mahomes and he's under Andy Reid. I mean, Matt Nagy looks okay. Doug Peterson was a quarterback, so... Some of that makes sense, but, and I still think I have an Andy Reid with Rodgers, you know, when he got fired, had they gotten rid of McCarthy and moved in, you know, Andy Reid, he'd probably be dead now because he'd have had a heart attack from all the cheese curds he ate, but I honestly think that there's, you know, there's something to be said for the idea that people have, you know, given, given them, they've put themselves in a bad situation and the Packers are as an organization, like a person, you know, and they are like a person like that. I mean, they, they just put themselves in a bad situation with a bad bad coach and a quarterback who couldn't get along anymore. And now they can't get along, so that's the end. Well, okay, that's fine, but let's move on now. And let's not bring in Philbin or Mike Pettinine. I mean, if a guy wants to keep Mike Pettinine, fine, but he's not to be the head coach. Joe Philbin sure as fuck ain't going to be the head coach. Any idiot, I mean, and Mike Mur Mark Murphy, I don't know why he's CEO I don't know why he's the chairman or whatever the fuck he is, the, basically the owner. He played football, and he's 60-some years old. He's got mental problems, man. He sounds like he's like he's taking too many hits to the head, which is entirely probable he played safety. Back in the bad old days, you know. So if you ask me, it, I don't know. They just... 
you know, and then they're they're already coming out and saying Rogers, he's not going to have any say in the what the fuck are you guys just trying to antagonize everybody? Because if you're in this state and you're a Packer fan, you like Rogers, period, or you hate Rogers because you think he's from California and he's a dick. I know people who are like that, but if you are a Packer fan who likes Rogers, you're you're gonna like him. And if you're not, you're not. And that's the end of it. I just, I think this whole uh, alienating of certain people is just stupid. And it's just stupid in general. And the Packers, like I said, I really don't, like, I was wound up about this when McCarthy was still there. And I thought they still had a chance to do something. But now I don't see, I mean, they're lots of fucking Cardinals. The Cardinals are atrociously bad. So I, I'm done. I'm done. And... I will say, as an aside, because I've talked about Adrian Peterson, I've been paying attention to the Redskins and the fact that um, Alex Smith had a compound fracture and then fucking Colt McCoy broke his leg and now they're down to Mark Sanchez. I mean, these are old-ass names. I mean, Alex Smith and Colt McCoy and Mark Sanchez. I mean, those are names from when I was a kid. Like, I was a young man. Like, they were in college ripping it up. And they're not that much older than me, but as far as, like, when their careers started and where they are and where I would be. You know, Smith Smith is in the decline phase. Uh, Sanchez should be in the very end of his prime, but he never really had a prime. And McCoy's the same thing. And, you know... It's it's sad for McCoy because I've always liked Colt McCoy. He was a Texas quarterback. I like Texas. I watched Texas versus Oklahoma at the gym the other night when they were playing for the Big Twelve Championship, and I was I was interested in that game simply because um, I, that Kyler Murray dude Murray dude is good. I don't think he's going to play football. He's not dumb. He's going to go play baseball. Anybody who thinks otherwise probably should get their brain evaluated. But. It is what it is. I mean, maybe he'll play football because if he gets drafted first overall, I'm assuming the money's better. He's going to go wherever the money's better. Um, but you can always play. You know, he could try both. It's been a long time. People were talking about that. I don't know. Um, but I don't know. I just I feel bad for Alex Smith. I feel bad for Colt McCoy. I feel bad for Colin Kaepernick because I, I people are, you know, neglecting the fact that he hasn't played football, I think, in like three years now. And granted, he might not be very good anymore because, you know, three years, they always say like game shape, being in shape versus being in game shape is not the same thing. But he's had significant time to rest any injuries that he had because he was fairly injured. He had like four surgeries the year he, he the last year he played in the league. And um, this this guy's not bad. And the Redskins could use him. The Jaguars could use him. There's a couple of teams. I mean, you're starting Cody fucking Kessler. You're trying to tell me that Colin Kaepernick's worse than Cody Kessler just because Cody Kessler's been on a roster the last three years? I don't think so. Mark Sanchez was sitting on the fucking street. Now, granted, he played last year. Pretty sure he played last year, either for the Bears or the Cowboys. But he's not very good. He hasn't been good in years. I don't know. I I think it's depressing that they won't sign him because they're you know he's just pariah. He's not. He's he's not even that smart. He's just some guy who like Kyrie Irving heard about a flat Earth theory. And granted, now what Colin Kaepernick is protesting supposedly is um is more 
you know, well thought out. Like it's it's more relatable and and a better thing to protest than what Ky, you know Kyrie saying fuck Thanksgiving and we live on a flat planet and whatever. You know, uh, violence in in with our you know uh, in in certain communities in respect to how the cops treat people. That's that's something worth you know addressing. But if you've ever really listened to Colin Kaepernick speak, I think. He kind of just – like he might feel this way, but he's not the smartest guy. I mean he did that thing with Castro and there were a few other miscues that he's had. And while he's – you know, to be – what he's doing is um, keeping light on an issue that maybe not a lot of people talk about enough. That's fine. But as a spokesperson, he's not the best simply because – like he's famous, which is good because normally athletes and famous people stay away from controversial issues like this. But he's kind of stupid. Like I've heard him speak quite a few times and he's not eloquent. He's not always well thought out. There's a lot of times where he's just shooting from the hip and he's not smart enough to be shooting from the hip. And that's not – you know, that's not bad. I mean there's some people who need to – write their thoughts down and 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 if they do they sound better and and it makes more sense that that's good and all but i don't think even if he does that he's all that bright and he's a football player so he's taking hits to the head and you know he he's had um he's probably had some substance you know substances in his system that aren't good for his brain and stuff like that so you know I just necessarily think that he kind of found himself in this position. Like he, he truly felt he should do something, but what he did kind of fucked himself over and not intentionally. Like he never intended to, to get kicked out of the league. He can act like, oh, I'm, you know, fight the power and, you know, the fist in the air like those guys at the Olympics. But I highly doubt he wanted it to turn out this way. I mean, you, you couldn't tell me that in your late, mid to late 20s i think he was 27 when this happened because i think he's a year older than i am i think he's 30 now um when you're 27 years old that you would change the course of your life like as a quarterback now granted the way he played quarterback from 27 to 35 he probably could have played granted the last couple years like from 33 to 35 he'd probably be a backup but he could you know he could help a team there's no way you could say to me, okay, he decided to do this at 27 and, you know, reject football. You know, he didn't retire because of concussions like Chris Borland or, you know, he didn't retire. He's not retired. He still, he worked out for the Seahawks. He's still interested in football. He's talked about it. I just, I think this was something that kind of happened to him and he's embraced it because, he needs money <laughs> and he can't, you know, he can't turn away from this now because it's his only avenue to or to any kind of financial su- success and security. So, and I'm not saying he's exploiting it. I'm not, that's not what's happening here. What he's doing is he's, he's just going along with what's happening now because he has no choice. He can't go backwards. He can't, you know, I mean, Eric Reed doesn't, he hasn't gone backwards, but there was, um, there's been significant talk about him and there's no one really speaking to you know 
like a grassroots movement of, hey, we got to hire Colin Kaepernick, you know. I mean, there's no real talk. I don't hear anything. Like, you'd think Jalen Ramsey down with the Jaguars would, if he thought Colin Kaepernick could help that team, would have his mouth flapping. Now, maybe he learned his lesson about, you know, bumping his gums. But I think that, you know, there are guys on teams who are fairly, like, loud and mouthy and they don't shut up. And you'd think that if their quarterback sucked, you know, why doesn't Deshaun Jackson say, you know, he didn't like James Winston and then they kept bringing in Fitzpatrick and James Winston come in Fitzpatrick, and he liked, he had better chemistry with Fitzpatrick, but, you know, at one point he could have said, let's bring in Kaepernick, man. He'll do good, you know, whatever. I don't fucking know. You know, there's receivers that could have said that, you know, guys on the, I mean, I like I said, the Redskins are a bad example because they don't have a receiver. Now, apparently Peterson's kind of been on that train a little bit, but he you know, got himself in hot water again saying he beat his kid. And, you know, to be honest with you, I know this isn't a popular opinion, but a lot of my opinions aren't very popular because I kind of see it as live and let live. And should he beat his kid with a stick? No. Did he beat his kid with a stick? Yes. Have people been beating their kids with sticks before? Yes. Did those kids turn out to be psychopathic maniacs? No. Not all the time. Sometimes they do. But how much is that is corollary and how much is that is, you know, a causation? I just think that, you know, trying to tell a guy how to how to handle his business is bullshit. And I don't I don't necessarily agree with it. But, you know, sometimes you got to do extreme things with extreme, uh, extremely bad behavior. I mean, people aren't built to build to deal with behavior. So a lot of people will sit there and say, well, you can't do that. Okay, so I'm going to give you the same goddamn kid. These people, like, it's it's like the movies, the old movies in the 90s when the prim and proper woman or person, you know, would get this kid. And the kid would be a hellion, just tearing shit up and throwing stuff at the walls and... Making a goddamn mess. And... That person is trying to reason with the child and trying to treat it like an adult. And And finally, by like, you know, 20 minutes of this, the person's like, that's enough. God damn it. Stop it. And just flipping out. And then the kid's just standing there like shell shocked because they never expected that to happen. That's what I'm saying. These there are kids like that where you have to do that. They have to know you're serious. And, you know, hitting them with a switch is probably as serious as you can make it and it was an ex-girlfriend or an ex-wife who reported him to the state or you know reported it and we often know that in relationships that go back and lee you know there's a lot of hard feelings and there is a saying however sexist and, and disgusting it may be that has borne true to me in my life hell hath no fury like a woman scorned i mean a woman you screw over will do whatever she can. I mean, you know, you look at going with the Redskins still, Reuben Foster. Everybody's up in arms about this Reuben Foster thing because he's an idiot, okay? But he's an idiot for a different reason. Because <clears throat> this same woman who came out and accused him of domestic violence earlier in the year went on trial and had to recant her statement because she said it, she was she otherwise she'd be perjuring herself when she had her hand on the Bible and said she made it up to, you know, I don't remember exactly what reason, but she made it up. That woman lacks credibility to me. 
And if that's the same woman, you know who looks bad in that situation, her to a degree, he looks bad for a different reason entirely. Because if he did that, that's bad. I'm not saying it's good. But we know with her that she's lost credibility. So I'm like 50%, you know, that it could be. I'm not even 50 because when it first happens, it's 50-50. It could happen. She's more at like 30, 35, 25% that it could be true right now because she's already proven to lie. And she wanted to mess up his life. I think she said that. I don't remember. But I know that she said that she made it up. And he looks like he has bad judgment because he can't – He, this woman lied about you. Put your career in jeopardy once, okay? And moreover, the San Francisco 49ers probably cut him because they're like, dude, we told you to leave her alone. She's bad for you. Not good. Don't do it. I, I don't care how good she is in bed or whatever it is. You have to stay away from people like that. If he put his hands on her, that's a bad decision. But if he didn't, but he still associates with this chick after not only did she accuse him once, but now this is the second time. And then this wasn't in San Francisco. He took her on the road with him. What the fuck? I just. I liked Reuben Foster as a football player in college. I wanted the Packers to draft him. Um, he fell precipitously. Now we know why. Partial of the reason was because he fought with that guy at the combine. But still, he, there was there had to be because that couldn't you know one isolated incident isn't going to kill a guy's draft stock that plays like he does. And I don't really blame the the Redskins for claiming him because you know what he's a damn good he's he's going to be a damn good football player. And if he gets away from this crazy woman, even if even if he did do it, they obviously have some kind of fucked up relationship and should have nothing to do with each other. I mean, honest to God, you know. They have a toxic, terrible relationship. They're not good for either one of each other. You know, because this this seems to me, because if now granted she could have he could have made her lie and intimidated her and all that other stuff. Which is entirely possible. But then she perjured herself the second time when she went on and put her hand on the Bible and said, I have to recant my story, blah, blah, blah. Then she perjured herself then. Which, you know, you can't really I'm sorry, I'm yawning so much. I, I when I paused, it's fairly late, and I already I've been taking uh, melatonin to help me sleep since I have such I had such a fucked up sleep schedule, and and it helps. But I took it long enough ago that uh, it's probably an hour ago now. It's been long enough that it's starting to kick in, and I was already I was falling asleep in the car when I had to go uh, run an errand and stuff like that. So I'm probably not going to be too much too much longer on here. But that's why I'm yawning so much, just in case y'all were wondering. Um. Anyway, he, you know, they have a they have a bad, and he could have intimidated her. He could have put her through this. He could have made her, um, you know, uh, you know, recant, and he could have intimidated her. I'm not saying that's not possible, but then she perjured herself, and usually, if a if a victim, in my understanding, and 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 limited experience with the situation. If they get that far where they're willing to call the cops and go all the way into a courtroom and show up at court, like Greg Hardy got convicted, but they couldn't sentence him because his um, accuser wouldn't show up. They just leave. And they granted now they say that he paid her off, which is entirely true, uh, more than likely because he made a shit ton of money. But For a, a 
victim of violence, you know, uh, domestic violence or an assault victim of any kind to get on the stand and testify against their uh, abuser to get that far into the process. They got to really want to fucking, you know, they were going for the nads, you know, and the fact that she could get on the stand and then tell them that she lied. I don't really think that I don't feel like she's being intimidated. I don't. And maybe I'm wrong, but I don't feel that way. So to me. She seems like one of these people who he's in a relationship with and they're just not a good mix. It's not a good – it's volatile. It's out of control. It's um, you know, inappropriate and they should just give it up. They should be apart. There should be like a restraining order for both of them. Like if you two come within you know, 50 feet of each other, you're both going to jail for a month, you know, that kind of deal. I mean, look at Michael Hen- uh, Kendricks, you know, he fucking admitted to, you know, doing uh, insider trading and he's on a roster again. You know, he's he's going to play this weekend. I just think, you know, and the other thing is, when, why does the NFL, you know, why can't we give a guy, now granted he got one shot, but really we already condemned him. And so that's why after the second shot with the same woman, you know, it's not like I saw a video, oh Christ. That was the beginning of the baseball season. I think it was a Dodgers prospect or a prospect of some team. Beat the living shit out of his girlfriend in a hall. Just like they're walking. It's like a, uh, an office building kind of stairwell, you know, with the shitty metal railings. Not shitty, but they aren't like, you know, ornate or anything. They're just those tubes. And then there's the steps and they're going down the steps and they come through like a, a, a um, an exit door. You know, and and they come into the stairwell and it's one of those, you know, just concrete and metal bar stairwells and the guy, you know, they're they're talking or something and then all of a sudden he just hauls off and fucking smacks her and he tears her hair down the steps and like that video, that guy obviously did this, okay? That, and I can guarantee you that left marks, that left discernible evidence. What I heard is that she had a scratch on her collarbone and I think she said he slapped her with his open hand. And something else, you know. Now, I'm not saying that what happened was okay. I'm just saying in the grand scheme of things, if we're going to be up in arms about something or, you know, oh, we want to, you know, cut out this guy's, you know, throat and, you know, tear, take everything away from him. That prospect from the baseball team, like that went largely unreported or talked about. And, I mean, there was video of him physically, like, he threw her down the steps, picked her up from the bottom of the steps, threw her up against the wall, was berating her. I'm assuming you there was no audio. There was just video. But I'm just assuming that that's what it was. And and that wasn't really talked about. But this this these more minor incidents with um, Reuben Foster and then Kareem Hunt. Okay, so then Kareem Hunt's videos come out. And granted, apparently the Cleveland police didn't do their job, which is disappointing. But... Do we know the whole story? Because he's not like, it's not like they show her, um, you know, walking down the hallway and Kareem Hunt walks next to her and then just all that stuff happens. He comes from around a corner. And so something happened in the interlude before he comes around in that videotape in that other area where they were and something happened to incite him. Now, he may, maybe he, he very well could have been drunk. I'm assuming he was. He's been in other altercations before. So this guy obviously has a temper problem. I don't think 
It mattered if it was a woman, a man, a monkey, a donkey, a cat, a, a you know, a fucking plant. He was going to beat up whatever that was. And what he did was inappropriate. It wasn't okay. But I don't necessarily want to list him. He's He's got an anger issue. That's what I see. And I think, you know, he needs to get that under control. I mean, Pac-Man Jones is still in the league and he supposedly paralyzed the guy with bullets. Okay? A, a, a bouncer at a strip club, if I remember correctly. And he, you know, he ran roughshod. He did all kinds of shit. And that, that was some serious stuff. And this guy, you know, pushed over a, obviously, like if she wasn't drunk, she wouldn't have fallen over. Or no, he launched that dude into her. That's what happened. And then he, he kicked her. And, I mean, I've seen worse kicks. I mean, I'm not saying it's okay, but I've seen, like, I, I just, the reason I, I, I'm not, you know, because I saw all the, the verbiage on TMZ before I watched the video, and then I watched the video, and if you read what they wrote and the words that they used to describe the video and all that stuff, you'd swear to God that that woman was, you know, selling fucking daisies, and this black running back from the NFL just came up and just started pummeling her and kicked her really hard and like, you know, reared like a fucking kicker, reared that leg back almost to touch the back of his fucking head and came around and just kicked her right in the face and, you know, grabbed her and threw her on the ground like he had really bad, you know, and none of, no, I didn't see any of that. I saw a drunken fuck fest, you know, and, and these drunk assholes were arguing or fighting or whatever they were doing and then there was contact of you know some incidental sorts he's he's fighting he's fucking with his own friends more than he fucked with her like he's shoving everybody out of his way i mean he wants to get at her and that does not you know that's not appropriate either but the point is you know a lot of people do a lot of stupid shit and he fought a different guy. He's, I mean, he got in trouble this offseason. That's what he did. He drank too much and got in trouble. He was probably feeling himself because he wasn't drafted very highly. He wasn't regarded very highly coming out and, you know. Now's his time to say, hey, man, you know. And obviously he's going to be upset because he felt disrespected. He wasn't respected the way he should have been. And that's understandable to a degree, but the way that he's going about it isn't going to gain you any more respect. It just took your job away. And that's sad because, you know, it's sad for him because he made a mistake. Now, granted, he made a couple of different mistakes. This mistake is the one that cost him his job. And, you know, it seemed like, according to what I read, you know, uh, the police is investigating its investigation. The NFL and the Chiefs claim they were lied to. Whether any of that is true, I, I still think that, you know, removing him from Madden and, you know, I don't know. There were some other things that I read about that seem a little foolish to me. I mean, we're going way overboard with this. This isn't like Ray Rice knocking out his his girlfriend slash fiance. This isn't that guy I saw from the Chargers game who was choking that fan, you know, that pregnant woman. I mean, this isn't the same thing. And it's not good. It's bad. He shouldn't have done it. Um, but I think the uh, just the general overreaction we have to, you know, men um, not, you know, not controlling their tempers as much around women, I, I just 
I think this is some of the issue that you have when you get into this gender neutral stuff because women still expect that they can push the limit to that point and then men aren't allowed to you know, react in the way that we would towards other men or to other people in general that are challenging us. And especially when you're drunk. I mean, when you're drunk, I don't know personally. I just experience it with other people and through other lenses. But when people I know are drunk, they don't act like themselves. They have very bad judgment, all of those things. And and that's what alcohol does supposedly scientifically. It impairs your judgment. It makes you less rational. Some people are a little different than others, but he's obviously what, you know, most people term as an angry drunk. So he's drunk and he's angry. And so this woman comes in his room or whatever happened, you know, and they have an incident. And then, well, then, you know, she's spouting off at the mouth and so is he. And then she's pushing it, you know, and he's really drunk and obviously has anger issues. And so she keeps pushing it. Well, then he's, you know, fuck you. And she's probably fuck you. And, and they're not helping, you know, they're, and then people are trying to deescalate the situation. He wants to fight them too. I mean, it's not a good situation all the way around and and the reason I bring up the gender neutral thing is because if it were going to be gender neutral and like, you know, we don't even see gender, so then that means that because now also in that puritanical world, you're not supposed to fight anybody and you're supposed to love everybody and all that other shit, but okay, let's say let's say we can only handle one thing at a time. So we hinder the gender neutrality and, you know, uh being 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 a woman doesn't matter. Being a man doesn't matter. It just matters that you're a person. Okay. So I accept that. Now, if I get pissed off at what would have in olden days been termed as a woman or a, a female person, even though I am out what would have been a man or a male person, I can enact whatever feeling I'm feeling on them. You know, uh, they're, they're physically challenging me, so I'm going to meet that challenge the way I would in the old days with another male person instead of, you know, treating them as, well, women are weaker and women, you know, physically weaker and um, they're at a disadvantage because men are stronger and quicker and better at fighting oftentimes and bigger, you know, just mass size-wise. But if we're gender neutral and we don't see that, we should be able to just handle it any way we want, right? Because it's it's not like had you seen a man acting the same way towards Kareem Hunt, you know, obviously seeming, I mean, not seeming, she was pretty drunk and her mouth obviously was going back and forth, John, with him. And he reacted in a very bad way towards a woman. Now, if he reacted that way towards a man, it would have been a bad look, but it would have been, well, you know, he should have controlled himself a little bit better. I mean, it's not like he killed her. He didn't, you know, it's, again, this isn't Aaron Hernandez. This isn't Lawrence Phillips. This isn't, you know, any number of people who have, Ray Carruth, you know, taking a hit out on his girlfriend. This isn't the same thing. This is a guy in the moment, you know, uh, taking it a little too far, only a little too far. You know, he, he should have not shoved, I because... I don't I I don't see where he shoved her. I saw him shove a friend of his into her or a guy into her. Um and then she hit her head and then he he kicked her, but he didn't kick her that hard. I mean, he's he's a running back. His legs are fairly powerful. If he really wanted to kick her, I and mean, he'd have reared back like a fucking horse and kicked her and she would, you know, she'd have been laying on the floor asleep. But she wasn't, you know, and so he was just like, you know, fuck you. You know, that kind of kick. And Granted, all of it's bad. It shouldn't have happened. I'm not saying that. I'm just trying to have the conversation where I better understand what's the new rule then, you know, because 
it doesn't matter what she does. It only matters what I do. That that is the uh, the 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 rules that we grew up under. And when I was a kid, it doesn't matter what the woman does. You can't react. It doesn't matter what the woman does. You can't react. It doesn't matter what the woman does because you're the one that's going to wind up in jail, and she's going to be the one crying and say, "Oh, please don't take him to jail. I'm sorry." And I'm not saying you do it all the time, but if it ever happens, that is going to be the natural outcome because you're a man, she's a woman. Uh, arguably, you have an advantage over her, so you're going to go to be you're going to be the one who's in trouble. In this situation, I, he probably that cream hunter who did more damage to that blonde girl that was trying to get him between them than he did to that other woman. I mean, you know. I, I don't know. I just, I don't, I watched the video a couple of times and it's bad. He shouldn't have done it. But the way people talked about it, the, 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 the words they choose, chose to write about it. And they, you know, the, the term, the terms that they used to describe this situation was just, it was hyperbolic and it blew it out of proportion for me. Cause I had these huge expectations and then I watched the video and I'm like, that's not, I mean, that's not what was described to me. That wasn't what I built. That wasn't the model that was in my head. And so I, I've lessened its importance to a degree. And maybe that's not fair to the victim because that seems like what the cops did and all that other stuff. But to me, it's what happens because, you know, underpromise over deliver. Well, they overpromised and underdelivered because that video is like eh, a bunch of drunk people in a hotel hallway. I don't know. I don't really remember how I got on this topic, but I'm going to stop talking about it. So... Um, I'm fading fast, if you can't tell. So I'm gonna try to I'm gonna cover one more sports topic, and then I'm I missed my viewable entertainment of the week last week, and I just finished a whole three seasons of a certain show, and I'll talk about that one after I I talk about Markel Fultz. Um, here's another guy who there seemingly is something wrong with him. He apparently has uh, thoracic outlet syndrome, which if you don't know what that is, I'm going to try to give you the real, real brief definition of it. It's uh, basically what they do is they take a rib out because there's a rib that's pushing down on a vein or a nerve and it goes to your shoulder. And that's usually now apparently his they can do with physical therapy, which is usually I mean, with anything, you know, before surgery, they try physical therapy. If that doesn't work, they take the rib out. And that's what they'll do is take the rib out. Um, I that's what they usually that that's common procedure as far as I know. But if you watch that guy, he's obviously got something wrong. I mean, the way he's handling things, you know, it might be as simple as just you know not wanting to be in Philadelphia anymore, which is entirely possible. Because, I mean. You know, Philly had all those picks and everybody's talking about how great they, you know, oh, they fucked the system and uh, they maybe got two guys out of like half a dozen. That's not great. I mean, they got, you know, they picked Jaleel Okafor. They picked Markel Fultz. They got Embiid. That took a while. Simmons, he look. I mean, he's good. If he ever develops a fucking shot, he'll be killer, but that ain't here yet. Um, you know, they got Covington and Dario Saric and a couple other guys that netted them, you know, Jimmy Butler, which thank God that ended because I was so sick of that story. Um, but 
I just think that Markel Fultz is a, he's seemingly a guy who has made a lot of mistakes. He's had a lot of problems and he just, you know, people are saying he had the yips for basketball, which is entirely true. But the guy, I don't know what he needs, but I really hope he finds it because I liked him, you know, even though they lost a bunch in college, but uh, I liked him as a player. Um, I thought he was going to be a good prospect. Um, and I didn't like, I don't like Lonzo Ball, so I liked him better. And I'm very interested to see if he ever comes back. And if, and it said, now that I don't know if there's a difference between thoracic outlet syndrome and thoracic, yeah, thoracic outlet syndrome and, um, neurogenic thoracic outlet syndrome, which makes me think it's in his head. So now he's dreamt up, uh, ailment, you know, if he's that far gone, I'm I'm really sad for him because I think he's like 20. I mean, that's it. They're 21. The dude's career's ostensibly over. I don't know. It, it makes me feel bad because it makes me think kind of like Jay Williams, who's on ESPN now, who I loved at Duke, was a great basketball player. Oh, my God, was that guy good. And then he had that motorcycle accident and it fucked with his femoral artery or one of the arteries in his leg and he just he couldn't do it anymore because his leg wouldn't fire. He couldn't do the things he needed to do. I was disappointed he never came back. Um, I really liked him. He was a good little player. And I, it's one of those things I think about where you think about what could have happened if these guys had done. And granted, that's such a hackneyed thing to say, but I just think about guys like Jay Williams and, you know, um, I don't know. That's the one I think about a lot because I really liked, like, I hate, I don't really like Duke, but I like Jay Williams. You know, there's guys that, that that Lenny Cook dude who was, you know, rated above LeBron at one time when they were both in high school and then he just got fat and out of shape and doing his own thing and, you know, he kind of, you know, and, and then I watched that Bobby Knight documentary with all the basketball players that he had that, you know, were there and then they disappeared and then they weren't ever as recognized as they should have been. Excuse me. But the thing being is that um, I just, you know, I think about, you know, Len Bias who died from cocaine and, you know, I think Reggie Lewis died too from some other kind of heart ailment. Um, but there's just those guys that that kind of stuff happens and it makes me think, hey man, what would have happened if X guy would have done what was expected? You know, Marcus Dupree. These are all names that if you don't know them, you should look them up. Most of them have movies on them and 30 for 30s and stuff like that. And you just think about, you know, if all that talent was realized, what what, what would the sports landscape be like instead? You know, if they all had been um, Barry Sanders, you know, if they all had been Willie Mays, you know, if they had all been the guys that were like, this is the next do 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 and if they had turned out to be that dude, you know, if everybody reached their, met their potential, and granted, it's like, what's wrong with you, why are you saying this, but it's just interesting to me to think, because there were some guys that I really liked that didn't do anything, and they flamed out, I'm like, that's really, that sucks, that guy's good, you know, I know he's good. But the human element is always the problem in those situations. And then that's where I think Fultz has his most issue is the human element because it's it's in his head now and only he can fix it. I don't know if Jimmy Butler is going to help that situation or not. He's not with the team uh, Fultz is now because he's got this injury and all this other stuff. 
And it may well be that his career is over. And if that's the case, I feel bad for him. I really do. Because I couldn't think of myself being done. Yeah, because I, I couldn't be an athlete. I just couldn't do it. You know, the athlete, the athletics that I would have excelled in aren't built for long-term success as far as being a person. And I want to live as long as possible in the best state as possible. And then the sports that promote that, I'm not interested in nor good at. <laughs> not Nor as good as I, as I would have to be to uh, to have any kind of career at it, you know. And so I I was done before I started. And I, I've, I still have to make my peace with that. You know, I'm getting to be 30 and I always think of uh, sports has been such a big part of my life. And, and I'm seeing 30 as a big number, you know, and it's like, fuck, that's when everybody's old. Well, you're not old at 30. You're old at like 60. That's another third. That's, you know, another half of your life. You're only halfway, you know. And uh, it it makes me nervous because I just think about that. And so I've kind of, to be honest, I've watched sports. I've distanced myself. I still listen, but I listen to the old guys that I listened to before. I don't find new voices. I don't find new opinions. I pretty much stick with the horses that I know because those horses are 20 years older than me. So I can feel good about myself because it's like, well, at least he's older than me. You know, once they're dead, you know, it makes me think about my parents and stuff, you know, because they – their parents are all dying and then, well, then they're the old guard. You know, there might be a couple of people who are 10 years older than them or, you know, 15 years older than them. And then when those guys are gone, then it's only the 10-year-old. Well, and then the five-year-old. Okay, now it's just us, you know, and it's like, fuck, if you lived that long. I just, I just, I just think about that a lot. And I think about that too much probably. But I'm uh I'm really fading fast, and I've taken three swipes at trying to finish this. So I'm going to finish um, with my viewable entertainment of the week. This is another Showtime show. It's Billions with Paul Giamatti, Damian Lewis. Um, I don't know what the woman's name is, but she was Terra on Sons of Anarchy. There's Malian Ackerman. I think I don't know how to say her first name, but she was the blonde girl in um, that movie with Ben Stiller where he gets married and then he meets Michelle Monaghan and he falls in love with her but he's married to this blonde woman and she's an idiot and terrible and they're not a good combo and uh she was also in um Watchmen she was the woman superhero not the old her mother was the one who had sex with Jeffrey Dean Morgan's character and that was her dad and then she was the younger version of that um who else is in the show I, you know, there's a lot of people. I mean, it's just like in the third season, there becomes this Russian character, and the Russian character is um, is played by John Malkovich, who I love in anything that he does. Um, there's also, you know, it's just I'm trying to think because I was talking to my mom about this. There's there's a lot of like character actor guys that I know their name or their faces and their voices, but I don't know their names. Um, you know, and the, the guy that is um Damian Lewis's character who plays Bobby Axelrod, Bobby Axelrod's like right-hand man, uh Wags. He was in Breaking Bad and he was the weird chemist guy that Walter White tried to teach how to do that and then I think he was killed in that show and I don't want to say by who because if you haven't seen it I don't want to ruin it for you but he he's that guy um 
trying to think other people that would be in the show that would be of interest to people. Um, I don't know. Um, there's a lot of people in that show. I mean, it's just really well cast. Um, it's about, you know, uh, 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 attorney general in the Southern District of New York, who's played by Paul Giamatti, chasing after Damien Lewis's character, who's a hedge fund uh, guy for Axe Capital, and uh, he kind of does some crooked shit. And uh, it's it's a really good show. I mean, it's I, I identify with both characters, and there's it's it's very um, it's very chess like. Oh, I guess Paul Giamatti's dad is played by the guy who was Dale in. Um, uh, Walking Dead, the old guy who died. I guess if you haven't seen Walking Dead at that point, but you know what? Too bad. Um, I'm trying to think. There's the guy who comes on later when um, he's making, when Paul Giamatti's character is making a certain political move. And his name's Black Jack Foley, and he's in like a lot of movies from when I was a kid. I don't know his name. Um, I could probably describe some movies or some shows that you'd know him from. Maybe. I don't know. But anyway, just, you know, the show is really interesting. It's very well written. Um, it's by Andrew Sorkin, one of the guys. And I'm assuming that's Aaron Sorkin's brother. I don't know how many Sorkins there would be, especially in like Hollywood. Anybody with the same last name is usually related. And, uh, you know, sports tie-in, Paul Giamatti's dad used to be the commissioner of MLB, you know, the baseball. Um, but it's a really good show, well-written, very strategic, um, calculated, all kinds of stuff. There's always, it's like watching people playing chess, except it's in real life and with this happening and that happening. And, and there's, there's a lot of fallout and, you know, it's, it's, it's strange in certain spots and, and it's, it's just a really good show. I don't want to say too much. And, and I think my new thing I'm going to do with view, viewable entertainment is I'm going to give it two months and then I'm going to talk about the show. And if you haven't seen it in those two months, then you missed out and you're going to get a bunch of spoilers. And I'm going to say spoilers and then I'm going to wait like 30, like, you know, I, I'm going to wait a few minutes or a few seconds and then I'm going to start talking. So you have a chance to turn your goddamn phone off or whatever you're listening to me on. But, um, yeah, that's my suggestion for this week. Go watch The Billions Show. It's on Showtime. Um, you can probably find it online somewhere. I don't know. You know, if you're overseas, I don't know how to help you. Um, I'm not very well versed in that. But, um, anyway, uh, it's late. I need to probably go to bed. So, I think that's it for me for today. Um, this is a very truncated, quick episode. And, uh... I should have recorded this earlier, but it should still come out this week. Um, hopefully, I'll have a description. I'll still try to put up the description for episode nine. Uh, I didn't do my job. I just, I, I've been falling down on the job. Too much going on around the house and trying to sit down and actually do this when I have projects doing and projects in the house and all kinds of fucking shit to do. And, and that's not really an excuse, but it's what's going on. So I'd rather you be informed rather than not. Um, but you can look at my Twitter if you'd like to get a hold of me on Twitter. I, I, I check Twitter. I just don't always put anything out there. Um, Instagram, same thing. I'm, I'm on there. I just don't put a lot out because I'm not, I'm not the most social guy. This is kind of like me socializing with, with myself. So, um, Facebook, you can find me on there. Send me emails, you know, SoundCloud, 
uh, YouTube, iTunes. I don't know how to do Google Play. Sorry, Android people. Um, you can find me on SoundCloud, though. I know that goes on Android. YouTube does, too. Um, there And these are shorter episodes, if you didn't like the longer ones. Um, and maybe I'm going to probably tape my episode for next week, tomorrow. Or not tomorrow. I don't really know when I'm going to do it. I should do it now, but I can't hardly keep my eyes open at this point. So I probably won't do it. Probably till next week. And my song guy is going to be like, hey, man, where's your podcast? And I'll be like, oh, that's right. I'm supposed to do a podcast. Um, but like I said, reach out to me if you'd like to speak to me. Um, any number of ways. I will definitely try to uh, get back to you as soon as possible. And uh, yeah, I think that's it for episode 10. And I will see you all again next time.